Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello you miserable bastards and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn and joining me is Mark Jarden. Hello. Andrew Christie. Hello. And Sam Smith. Good evening. We put out on Twitter and we did say in the last um, podcast as well we were going to do a mailbag episode. They're our most popular. It's where most of the shit comes out. Um you guys have asked your questions and we're here to answer, so we may as well just go straight into it. And first off the bat, and I'm not reading these in any particular order other than the order that Mark had given me. <laughs> Thanks for compiling the list, Mark. Put them in order of who I liked to who I liked the least. All right, so, so who you liked the most? Kenny Leckie. <laughs> Certified good guy. Which current and or firm, former saint would make the best Batman that says in both real life and on film. So uh... I've got an answer for this. Um, I think that fundamentally Batman is just an absolute dweeb with a strong jaw. And in that regard, I think Stevie Thompson, hands down. Mm. He can also handle a weapon, as John McGinn knows. Well, sorry, if he can run about That's spear people in Gotham. Yeah. I reckon if the current team in a movie, it would be Joe Shaughnessy. Kind of has that sort of like it, weird. He's got the kind of Bruce Wayne look about him. Uh, his his voice is too nice though. <laughs> <laughs> You're right there, Joker. <laughs> <laughs> An Irish Batman, I think, is what the people want. <laughs> We're ready. I'd be all for I'd that. I think I, I don't know who would actually be physically equipped to be Batman other than Kurt Hmm. See Alan Power doing it. I think he'd be quite happy to show up in random multi-story car parks and batter nine folk at once. <laughs> While steaming? 
I, I'm vengeance and you're listening to <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're vengeance. A, a, a podcast that came out a couple of days ago where Alan coming on it, I think it's Offspring, a Glasgow streetwear brand. And I'm sad to announce that Alan Power is a guy who definitely has never had a vaccine. Oh, no. They uh, asked him what four people who would love to, like four people past the present who would love to share a dinner table with and did you say Jordan Musk. Peterson here? Fuck. Elon Musk, Joe Rogan, J-Lo, and I can't remember the other one. They Conor McGregor, and I'm like, yep, you are a fucking boy. I mean, poor J-Lo in that dinner table. <laughs> J-Lo is <laughs> having one of the all-time shite evenings. <laughs> <laughs> Watching Joe Rogan still humping and acting out comedy. <laughs> Horrendous. Uh, I think the most likely former saint to be Batman is Yuan Jorkaev, because he's a fanny with a rich dad. Well, I... Uh, <laughs> he can do what he, he wants you know like his dad's brought in those billions so if he wants to make up a wee costume and kick about at night with a radio battering folk then by all means uh, I was trying to think of like current Batman like Robert Pattinson dark broody um, goth goth essentially yeah and I couldn't think of any goths in our team and then obviously the, the Twitter account was putting up um, like past saints and uh, I should have remembered this just from like seeing that he's a family member but for the hairstyle um, alone like Ryan Robinson had those curtains he could easily ha- cover half his face with that just to look somewhat emo also uh, Gavin Riley is a confirmed funeral for a friend fan well, so that's true. He's, yeah. he's a potential goth if we're talking the Batman then I think Gavin Riley's maybe got a shout mm. I don't know how rich his parents are. But. I mean, he does have that sort of rich boy look. <laughs> Callum Gallagher definitely had the air of a boy that yeah. went to a private school. He's like, got some hires. See that gap right. in Gavin Riley's teeth? I generally think that you remember when like rich models were doing that cosmetically to look different because that was the thing. Maybe that's where his hey, gap G. came from. Next question. Sorry, I've just closed the questions. Uh, there we go. Um, again, uh, well, this time it is from Differently Dave. If you could pick any company in the world to sponsor St. Martin's shirt next season, who are you choosing and why? I mean, I'm, I'm going to step up and answer this first because I, I think I speak on behalf of all of us as a podcast. The kibble for free. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's, it's only right. We are. This is we, our town. The kibble on team. the front this and a great bunch of lads on the back. <laughs> Sorted. Uh, any need for any more? I think it's an actual... Like serious one for like who you would like to make the kits. Probably Adidas. Oh yeah, yeah to make the kits. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sponsor the actual wise. sponsor an Adidas kit with fucking the roll in or something like that, <laughs> or, or Cosmos. That would be ideal. I would. I mean, I would, like obvious ones. I would obviously say my business Paisley Craft Beer Co. With the website paisleycraftbeer.com um, or Misery Hunters although I'd love to get to a, like a level of wealth where you could sponsor a kit and just have your face on it just like your face and a, like you know that the the Joe Sh- actually see the Joe Shaughnessy tiger pose that I, I said in on Twitter <laughs> the other day see that just that face cut out on the shirt excellent the players would look like they're going on a stag do though remember there was that uh, was it Getafe a few years ago that were sponsored by Burger King 
And if you lifted the if you lifted the top up to do a Ravenelli, it had the Burger King's face. Yes. Underneath it, so it looked like you were wearing that. Well, I, I was thinking we could do that, but inside the shirt, it would be Mark Yardley doing the bloody big breakfast pose. <laughs> yes. I I'm all for that. That that that's the winner there. Or just have also some... teardrop gin, if you know the finest uh, gin in the room, Sherry there and all that. Which is available at paisleycraftbeer.com and if you're looking for a good Father's Day gift, I mean, come on. I also I owned kind of by thought, the kibble. Like, um, reading this question, I sort of thought, like, what are the kind of classic football sponsors throughout football kind of thing? And I think the Newcastle, Newcastle Brown Ale, that circular design works really well on the mm-hmm. front of my shirt, which pays the craft beer logo could replicate that. That's That would look really good in the front of my shirt. Also, um, the one Ajax used to have was it... I'm, was it Abin Ambro or something? Remember the yeah. one that went, yeah, went perfectly? The... Mm-hmm. That looked good in Australia. In fact, we had we had that in the kind of mid nineties, didn't we? Mm-hmm. The one of the Phoenix Honda. Phoenix Kia. I, um, yeah, or no sponsor. That's that would be the way to go. To like, I don't I don't enjoy saying nice things about Celtic, but the fact that they offer their kit with no sponsor, I'm a big fan of that. Like, yeah, I'd I'd like love Simon to do that just because, Aye. like last year was a joke. You had like. The main sponsor on the front, right? Fair enough, but you also had yeah. the two sponsors on the back and Which the I, sleeves. I, I'm yeah. not a walking ad like billboard. I'm no for that. Um, this one <laughs> required everyone to do a bit of homework, uh, so it's the only question I have prepared in advance, and it is from Chris Daly, who says, "I want a haiku from each member." <laughs> On the pros and cons of Curtis Main. And a big thanks to... No, sorry. No, on you go, on you go. No, I was going to say, I'll kick this off with Craig's haiku that he sent on WhatsApp Mm. and then didn't bother showing up for the podcast. Right, on you go. What's Craig offering? Here we go. So, uh, haiku sticking to the five-syllable, seven-syllable, five-syllable kind of structure. Ginger Prince Curtis stole a wage for nine long months. No, love you, big man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's better than mine. <laughs> I'll, I'll come in with mine because I generally think mine will be the worst. I wrote this about 30 minutes ago and it took me 30 seconds to do. I didn't really think. I just went, yes, that works in the syllable right um, scheme. That'll do. I just went, Curtis Main striker. His run is like Robocop. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's beautiful. See, now I wish I went before you because mine also references a certain 80s film. But uh, <laughs> so mine is see Robocop run, stats nerds be damned. The main man got that dog in him. Oh, yeah, it's kind of a bit of, a bit of fight. It's like if you're actually trying to hype him up, I am, yeah. I think that would that'd be the um, I kind of mixed, mixed some of those sources. Uh, once mullet, now buzzed, cuts about like a Jordi Akinfenwa post-split pelly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also did say, alternatively, a brief Beastie Boils... Uh, Beastie Boils? Uh, brief- Welsh cover band. <laughs> <laughs> a brief Beastie Boys-style rap on the same subject. So, um, I know someone has one prepared. Someone else might not. But I have some music lined up just to, to get you in the... Get you in the in the flow. This is going to end my career. (laughs) 
Here we go again gives you more nothing lesser. Birdbath up top, he's a relentless high presser. August to April, an uninspiring frontman. Bottom six jobbers are taking a dunt man. Fur Park to Pathodry, a bull in the China. A sub under Goody with Robo is finer. 10 15 goals from being a number niner. Kinda. Yeah! <laughs> we are taking off. <laughs> <laughs> Call me the chubby Charles Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Oh. <laughs> Anybody else got that was any? Good. No, I'm too sick for that. <laughs> uh, I, wrote, I wrote half one and then shy with it, so I'll, I'll maybe I'll post it online. We'll see. Mm. But fair play, Mark. <laughs> I, I like that. that was... Ah, that was good. Good job. We could probably get a movie into the podcast, too. <laughs> <laughs> what, for good? <laughs> just, just forever. I think we might get closed down for that. that <laughs> critics are describing it as the whitest moment of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for that, and I'm all for more of that. We might, like, I might have to sound bite that and then have that as our like intro-outro now. Please, number uh, one. please don't sound bite that. <laughs> I mean, if anyone wants uh, to make that out of context, out of context, misery hunters Twitter, that's the perfect first tweet. Yeah, I mean, if you do that, please don't send it to my employer because I think oh, they would sack me for do. being please a cringeworthy do. prick. Yeah, we'll send you another few sound bites if he's interested. I <laughs> 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 some behind the scenes ones would <laughs> get a few people fired. Uh, Andrew Wiley has said, "Love Street versus Green Hill Roads." Pros and cons, what is your preference? I mean, I'm happy to go first in this one. Like, I don't know if it's a pure nostalgia factor, but it'll always be Love Street for me. Like, mm-hmm. I just absolutely loved it. Like, the fact that you were going in the North Bank, that bit when you just come up the top of the hill and you start seeing the pitch and the, the rest of the crowd and that, like, that was excellent. The fact we also had a massive away stand, which we don't had to deal with, like, moving people from the family stand for the old farm games or anything. Like, that was another handy thing. Um, it's just it had character. Like St. Martin Park or Greenhill Road doesn't really have character, but it's starting to give us more memories. Like which is good. It's, it's feeling a little bit more like home for myself. But I'll always miss Love Street. I think with Greenhill Road, it's um, I don't know. We're, we're we are adding the character. Like fair play to the the fans for kind of. I'm building it up, but it just feels a wee bit, a wee bit cookie cutter. It's like a bit like a lot of other stadiums, mm-hmm. and obviously over time, and as we kind of make more memories, that will that will dwindle. But yeah, purely for nostalgia and the memories, it's, it's always going to be Love Street. There's more pubs near Love Street as well. Yeah, the pub situation isn't great for for Green Hill Road, but and it is a shame uh, to see that sort of end of town, like the wee barrel closing and stuff like aye. that. Um, you had obviously Cosmos Chippy and. Um, the wee paper shop in the corner that sold so many half bottles of Mad Dog it's the only place I've, the last place I saw the wee tiny bottles of Mad Dog that you could hide to get in the ground <laughs> but yeah that is true don't even think about think that part of it Love Street's the correct answer but if, if you put it to one side I'm glad that as you were saying Andrew we are now starting to kind of make the case for Green Hill Road being our home and you, you can you can talk about the positives of it now without having to add on, you know, well, it's not Love Street, though. There's lots of good stuff about it. One thing I've always loved about the new stadium is how close you feel to the the pitch, regardless yeah. of where you sit. Like, I, yeah. I don't know another ground 
and maybe it's just because this is the one we go to most. But I don't know another ground where you feel like you're that on top of the of the play like that. I feel like you're you're right in it. Um, we don't have a big giant coffee cup kiosk though. Yeah, it doesn't that's sell it, and, you know, so it's not perfect. But uh, there's been a lot of recent memories like the New St Mirren Park or whatever it is at Greenhill Road or the Spicer fucking the Paisley 2021 the Kibble Arena yeah preferably next season Kibble Arena that'd be good we will actually pay them for the naming rights (laughs) rather than them pay us but I like Love Street will always be like what what we all remember as being our first memories of, of going to the football Aye, like there's a full jet probably like a lot of the younger fans like don't really remember going to Love Street at all. Which probably I mean Greenhill Road is essentially home to them, which is this weird. There's a lot of lads that will go every week now that never really got the experience what it was like. So aye. It's a bit of a shame, but I it definitely does feel like more at home now. The atmosphere's got better, like ever since I mean some of the games like early on at Greenhill Road were fucking grim they were just silent constantly it was a bit of a, a weird place to be it took a lot of time to adjust but I starting to starting to feel a lot better now but you, I was going to say you're probably a younger person so you've probably is most your St Mern support being in the stadium so aye, like, m- most of the most of like what I can actually properly remember is in is in Greenhill Road like, obviously I was I was, I was, I was was it 2009 we moved? Mm-hmm. Yes, I would have been 10. So, I mean, obviously, I can still remember quite a lot, but like, I, the bulk of my time supporting Suburban has been in the new stadium. That freaks me out. All right. All right. Am I sure I'm allowed to serve you alcohol? <laughs> Wanker. <laughs> um, moving on, Marcus Pollock. Asks if last season starting eleven were animals, what animals would they be? I mean, we don't need to go through the full starting eleven, just the uh, squad. See, I've started this by saying that Connor Ronan would be one of those ants that carries just absolutely everything on his back. Because that's what he did for us for about three quarters of the season. I can't. It would be a werewolf. We sure does something that- mental once a month. <laughs> Comes sure, to an his box. Surely Brophy <laughs> is a wolf. Nah, because Jack Anik actually does look like a like a human wolf boy King, thing. Like, like King Wolf. Aye. Looks aye, he's got that kind of full beard hair combo that kind of complements it well. Joe Shaughnessy, obviously a tiger, but Yeah. <laughs> Don't know why I've done that. There's this is an audio <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've got um, Matt Miller is one of those endangered snow leopards that you, you can only see once every few months <laughs> I'd say Curtis Main's a sloth that's harsh has, no it's not he just has that kind of like if I, if you saw a sloth run you would think Robocop like, that's like sloth run, do I don't know how to deconstruct that that's kind of blown my mind that sentence <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to say that I think Alan Power's a honey badger, but I kind of feel like my reality's just been melted in on itself by you talking about a sloth running. I can't picture that. Gorgets would be a rhino. Hey. Or a gorilla, or a god. 
<laughs> or one of those one of those horses that its owners can charge like between two and three million dollars for every thrust on a stud farm. <laughs> <laughs> An absolute stallion. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that took a turn. It did. It did. I prepared two answers for that, and neither of them was comparing Alex Gogic to someone that was paid to shit horses. <laughs> You're going to start some rumours if you say Alex Gogic is paid to shit <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll release it a lot more if he doesn't sign. <laughs> True. I mean, the obvious Jim Goodwin, Jack Ross, Snake. That's, I think that's yeah, why that question's been put in here. Yeah. Um, Honey Badger's also fight snakes, so uh-huh. Alan Power could box Jack Ross or Jim Goodwin. Rats, probably more rats, but I believe cockroaches. Alex Grieve would be a bird that was quite thirsty <laughs> and have to frequent bird baths. That poor, that poor boy, you're going to chase him away from this club. Where uh, there's, there's no way he's extended his contract to be away from these fucking weirdos. Gonna go join a nunnery when uh, <laughs> I just wanted to give him a taste of home, he's on the other side of the planet. <laughs> a literal taste. Don't say um, taste, <laughs> we, To be fair, we contemplated when we were speaking to Joe Shaughnessy. Um, we contemplated telling him what a bird bath was, and Alex Grieve was disappointed that no one had offered them yet. But we shat it. Maybe mm. next time. I'm sure there's at least no. one player out there listening to this that will have to ask Alex Grieve what a bird bath is. Hope they don't. Uh, I've, I've already asked him in person. I hope no one ever mentions it to him ever again. Oh, that's going to start a thing, isn't it? Seed uh, <laughs> Hill Saint, um, falling on with this tone. Uh, would you rather watch Charlie Adam every time he made sweet love or do him once and get it over with? I kind of, I think I'd watch, to be honest, just out of curiosity. I want to see what that's like. Just right. If his football style is anything to go with, he'll just. Spend a lot of time kind of lethargically moping around the middle and then just lob one in from 35 yards. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. So I, I replied back to the tweet and I said it was an easy answer and uh, as a join in, I don't think I could watch that. <laughs> You've been waiting for an opportunity to shag Charlie Adam for years right now. I know, but just he's got a decent arse. Like, just get it done and get it done and get it over with. Like, I mean, it does like there's not parameters on this where joining in what that means having it just says joining in it doesn't mean you technically have to have sex with Charlie Adam and the nah, other, I'd imagine that is what it means and you just need to stomach it but the other thing is you might end up joining in just by watching because if you give his last performance he's happy to hand you things on a plate <laughs> hey. thank you I think also good. going by the wording like sometimes these are word, worded like would you rather watch him have sex every day or Mm-hmm. Whatever it just says, would you rather watch him every time he makes sweet love? And yeah, I would go by point. his athletic ability. He's probably like Christmas Eve and his birthday, and <laughs> doesn't really birthday. bother his ass. <laughs> yeah, and the queen, both of the queen's birthday. So, <laughs> so that's just what you're essentially. The question is, would you watch Charlie Adam get his hole four times a year, or pump him? And <laughs> I, I would probably watch him four times a year. I'm, I think I'm that's him. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a bit of an artist, doesn't he? Like, it doesn't say hey that we 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 can't record that. Like, you could record it and sell a wee niche to, like, the Charlie Adam. I'm sure there's people out there that will pay to see Charlie Adam have sex. We could, do, five... we could, uh, we could do punditry on it. Sell it on in five years. 
<laughs> gonna say five years later you're left with keeping up with the Adamses as a reality <laughs> show built on the back of a sex tape. Yeah, like we'll actually just um put it on OnlyFans. That's it. Only chairs. Fucking awful, man. And uh on the same very I mean, we're just gonna keep it this same level for a bit. Uh Robbie Herbison. Uh, you're one inch. Very confused, young man. Yeah, you're one inch inside Charlie Adam, and Lee Griffiths is one inch inside of you. Do you go forward or do you go backwards? Rob, Robbie Herbison is clearly a fucked up individual. I think he needs to go to church or something. I think the wee man needs Jesus. <laughs> he works in the but, gantry. If you want to go and I am uh, give him this answer to his face, citizens arrest him. Die. <laughs> Said if you go in there, you can just give him an answer to that instead of paying for your pint, and it'll be fine. Yeah, Jason from the Gantry yeah. Reed, I heard it. Yeah, uh, yeah so you signed off on it. Citizens arrest. As long as you're not buying those Paisley Parton cans in there. Yeah, yeah, fuck two times down. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Robbie needs a fucking exorcism. To be honest, that's a shocking <laughs> question. That, that is really bad. If anything, but, this is Ross Davidson's fault for. He lowered the bar in the last mailbag episode, but she also didn't yeah, turn up. Yeah, no wonder after asking that. Like, I think if, I'm if not answering. I can't answer this. I, I can't. Like, I've just said I do, Charlie Adams. So, I'm, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's like you're going forward do, then. Isn't it? That's it. Nah, yeah, fuck it. Go forward. Like, aye. Yeah. And I think, was it Mark that you said? Someone said on Twitter that we're not in um, Lee Griffiths' uh, age category. So it, it wouldn't be ever it be was an not issue. me that said it, but I, I stand by it. Uh, back to Chris Daly. Dogs or cats, and why? I mean, this is clearly Dogs. Yeah. Dogs. Yeah. Cats. Oh. Yeah. Fuck off, this, off the podcast. This is, this is the thing oh. that's going to get me. Tr- Never mind just dozens of other terrible performances in a podcast. This is what's going to get me chucked. It's cats. It's mm-hmm. all day. It's not. It's not. So. Would you? W- here's here's my reason why. Would you ever get a cat joining the police? You wouldn't. You get polis dogs. That's why cats are cooler because they're comrades. Another way to put that: dogs are sound enough to get jobs, and cats are layabouts. I just just couldn't be more wrong. It's such a heart and hand answer to give. Can you take (laughs) your cat out a walk? You you get people. You can if you want. You get weird looks from Mary Hill, as I found out. But you can if you want. I (laughs) thought Mary Hill would be a right cat. Mary Hill would be that. Do you put it on a lead? Is that a harness? Nah, cats are fucking weird, man. Like, they constantly just like, you'll like, go out and you'll always see like cats just staring at you. Like, wee dogs will maybe like, walk past you, clap their head, and they'll move on. Like, cats are creepy animals. Because dogs are needy. Nah, dogs are great. How like, many pay for an animal to like live with me and like just pay for its lifestyle and all that? Well, it contributes nothing. You're damn right, I want it to be needy. I want affection. I want it to acknowledge that I'm doing that. Whereas a cat very much has that air of, well, of course you're doing that for me. Mm-hmm. Get up. Why would you a not? A cat has the air of, if you die, I will wait 13 seconds before I eat the face off you. And I kind of respect that. Also, and dogs wouldn't do that. Right. Like, see, see when you see those, lie down next to your corpse. Yeah. Like, see those like pictures you see of like dogs lying on people's graves and all that because they're sad. Like, I dogs are awesome like cat futurama. like you're, you're i know that imagine that futurama scene right and we all know what scene we're talking about imagine that scene replaced with a cat a cat would have fucked off after two seconds <laughs> and no one would have had a tear in the <coughs> there's no gray fryers tabby that's true 
strange. They wreck your house. I've been see every cat owner's house you go into. They always go, oh, sorry about the wallpaper. It's the cat that scratched it, or the couch is all fucked up in the end. You don't get that for dogs. I reckon the percentage of people who would have like live, laugh, love type mm. things up in their house or, you know, like home is where the Wi-Fi connects automatically. It's gin o'clock somewhere. All that kind of pish. I would say that the percentage of those people who have cats is about 95%. I would I would respond to that by saying that it is gin o'clock somewhere though, to be fair. <laughs> you make a good point. <laughs> Teardrop no, ca- Cats are legends. End of. Uh, cat, cats are shit. Dogs are better. Three to one. Three to one, there, I so. <laughs> yeah, Mary Hill. Best of luck in your future. But <laughs> <laughs> although, in fairness, Richard takes two cats, so very cute. They are. They're but how much, how cute would they be if they were dogs? I know, if they had two wee sausage dogs. Exactly. Like He's, he is primed for that. That's. Aye. Kyle McAllister has a lovely dog. Mm. Well, you've, got, you've got Kyle McAllister I've got Richard Tate and I'm happy with that in terms yeah. of this argument yeah I'd rather draw the, the Kyle McAllister but, I mean, side Peter, on this occasion Pierre Lovingcran's dog's going to grow up to play for Rangers so. <laughs> 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 uh, moving on uh, Paul XLVII which I guess is a Roman numeral for 40 something ah, I can't remember my Roman numerals Look, we've just learned what haikus are, don't we? Because they're Roman numerals already. Nah, that's nah. just too much. <laughs> Bringing only one Saints player from your lifetime at his absolute peak into the squad today, who would you choose? This is your not, lifetime. Not Dougie Sommer. <laughs> well, he's not from obviously, <laughs> He's not from my lifetime. Andy shit and scored half his goals against fucking Dumbarton and he's still in shit. But I reckon from my lifetime... Probably Stevie Thompson. Mm. Especially the, the which one? The, uh, I was going to say the good one, but that's incredibly <laughs> harsh on me, Stevie Thompson. But nah, big Tom on this current team needs a needs a striker. Um, and it does say absolute peak, so like it would have been even like we got him at a really good period. Like he scored a lot of goals, but can you imagine if we got him when he was a bit younger? Mm. To be fair, I actually think that his best goal scoring seasons were actually with us. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm probably all day long, man. I'd have to go for the Guinean Cafu Mo Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at his peak. <laughs> now there's a man who can foul a throw. Get randomly shoelaces for tagging the camera. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a footballer! I, I, every day of the week. I'm, I'm not going to give you a serious answer. I want Mo Kamara. I'm trying to think of players that I've seen. Play first at Murnet and then go on to do better elsewhere. And the obvious answer is John McGinn, but I don't really want to say that. It's boring, yeah. isn't it? I think Kenny McLean's peak was at St. Murn, to be honest. Um, Eric Jemba Jemba. I speak Jemba Jemba. Man United Jemba Jemba. I, like, the, the, we the can season. all lick our hats out again. <laughs> Fucking Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Charlie Adam at his peak. I don't think he'll come after what we've said about him. No. Well, no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, we're taking <laughs> you don't really know what he's into. You need to sign know. up to his OnlyFans for that, which is coming very Queen's soon. Get, Queen's get two busties, man. I think he might. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, 
I mean, even like, I'm trying to think in my lifetime, Simon Lappin. Oof, that's a good shout. Mm-hmm. Christopher Ray. Oh, Christopher Ray in his peak early Arsenal days. And Andy Dorman. Mm. Anton Ferdinand. Anton Ferdinand in his peak. Ferdinand, that's actually, a yeah. brilliant shout. Yeah, I'll take that. Friend of the show, Anton trying... Ferdinand. Yeah. Future actually, interviewee. There's actually quite a few, like Mark Coward. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I would have Mark Coward like fucking now. I'm ready to be saying Trevor Carson. Player of the year at Carlisle, but not good enough to come back up the road here. Mm. I mean, he's looking for a club, clearly. But um, I think on that note, we will be back after this. Hi, I'm goalkeeper Mark Howard, and you're listening to Misery Hunters. Fuck Sam Smith. Your opinion still, opinion still the same, Sam? That's always going to be the same. <laughs> I mean, you're you're just happy, and you know he, he knows you exist, and that's quite. A... Well, I was even happier when he DM'd you saying, "Are you the fuck Sam Smith geezer?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I see if my childhood hero Mark Yardley said "fuck," you, like just. That would blow my mind if he knew I existed. And follows me on Instagram, though. So. Mm. Uh, like, I've ended up the old winner out of this. Until you're followed by Billy Mehmet, then I don't know what you get much of a claim to. So. <laughs> uh, Scotia Johnson has asked, he's got two questions. When is Sam Smith going to chuck the Fosters? Uh, they've been chucked. They've like, been they were the. I'm in disbelief at how bad that shop at Mabbit is. Like, I probably should have just walked five minutes further up the road to the V1 at Temple, but like that one, that Annie's Land Premier, the fact that it's open seven till seven every single day, if you were choking for a few cans late at night, you can't. Like, after eight o'clock, you're maybe sitting there, I could go a few cans. You can't because it's shut. It never has anything in it. Cans of Coke are a quid. Like, uh, it's just shit and the fact that the only cold beer they had that day was Foster's makes it even worse shit fucking beer man that's because you've now got an educated palate because <clears throat> <laughs> an evening in my shop you've realised that you like sour beers and you were a big fan of Das's Techno Sex aye that, that stuff was very good and much better than Foster's and you liked Fault City's Iron Brew Sour um, so, I mean it seems there's a pattern here that you like sour beers I just need to take out a mortgage. I think if I was going to take it up full time, not but... that expensive. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that was tongue in cheek. Some of beers are great. I agree. How much is he paying you, Sam? Uh, he just texts me there saying, "Watch your fucking mouth." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because of me, Mark Howard now follows you on Instagram. So, I, I, you've opened a lot of doors for me. <laughs> Uh, and uh, the second part of Scotia's question is when is the governor uh, about to push uh, Ross Davidson coming back he says it's going to be the start of next season I mean I'll, a, I'll believe it when the, uh, uh, there's a bit of the Derek super fans about that who's been retiring the makeup every season since we moved to, to Greenhill Road Ross has said he's coming back at the start of the, the season every year <laughs> and here we are I'll believe it when I see it in fact, I'll fight him on the first episode back. And, uh, Pink slip match. And mentioning Derek Superfan, DJ Chapsticks asks, <laughs> you 
Yet to guarantee Smyrna achieving European football in 22-23 through the league placing and a cup run. However, you need to spend every game, home and away, sat between shouty women and superfan to guarantee it. No earplugs allowed. I reckon, <clears throat> I reckon you're taking that. I do, I do worse actually see Superman playing Europe. I'd I probably know. do the things I say about Charlie Adam again in Europe. So. You would do it to shouty women and Derek Superfan? No, no. Uh, to get into Europe? To get into Europe, no. I think that's a step too far for a guy like me with no morals. <laughs> I'd take it. Superman in Europe and two new pals. I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> is this including like if we if you were to go to away games, you would need to sit with them on the bus? I, I agree. Yeah, you need to you need to arrange travel with them. You're almost like a wee travel. Nah, club. I don't when, know if when, we go, do when we go to Europe, when we play away in Europe, does that still count? Yeah. Accommodation hotels will be. You can you can accommodate. There'll be two rooms. You can either share with um, Derek or you can share with Shouty Woman. She might shout in her sleep. Or sleep in the pool. Or sleep in the pool. <laughs> Face down. Face down. <laughs> Michael Barry must be. That's a mental question. That is, that is nuts. I'm going to flip this uh, question around. What wouldn't you do in order to see someone play in Europe for a season? Hmm. is isn't much, to be fair. There isn't, there isn't yeah, much. it's a pretty short list. I wouldn't unblock the pirate on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I saw him today. Uh, I, I was about to tell you what car he drives for people who... <laughs> Get chat, if, if, you, if, you, if you want to warn your children to stay away from that kind of car. But uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure I've seen him driving about with the big skull and crossbones flag on top of his car. But... <laughs> his car's uh, got called the Black Pearl. It's, it's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on. Rod Gray asks, in which aisle of Asda Linwood will Stevie Mallon be spotted shortly before signing his triumphant European qualifying return to Saints? Johnny Aisle, uh, next. Well, I was going to be closer. <laughs> I, I, I'd either be the fake tan or like the teeth whitening bit. Or the hair remover. That boy's not got a lick of hair below the neck, you know that? Oh. So, I... I reckon... I was going to say something awful there. I can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> I can see episode for it if previous questions had to go by. Nah, no, I trust me. I can't. It's probably putting wheels back on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the moral is that When was the last thing that happened? Because that was like a thing that people would genuinely. They used to always say Charlie Miller. That was always the one that was seen in Asda Linwood. Yeah. Robbie Winters. Mm-hmm. Robbie Winters. Paul Paul to see Paul the template. I saw Paul. I saw Paul slain in Asda Linwood, and I have no idea why he was there. That makes no sense because he's he's a fucking Ian Andrews. <laughs> and fucking Paul the Tim did come over and um, shook his hand. So, Got a photo to prove that he was there. <laughs> but yeah, so are we, are we just saying he's going to be in some sort of ph- pharmaceutical aisle? Aye, he's a good looking boy. No, does what he wants. I was nearly going to say something else as well, but it's probably down the same lines as Sam. But yeah, uh, moving on, uh, Gadface, do you prefer this? Oh, this is really back on point. Do you remember Johnny the- next? <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> do you prefer the small squad with versatile player, players model that Jim always is going with or the big squad with a few undroppable key players the rest fairly interchangeable interchangeable like Ren- Lennon or Ross are more comfortable with and seems like Robo may go that way I'd probably say the the, the bigger squad like we've kind of seen yeah. what happens with a bare bones squad it's probably why we never really got over the line for the top six two seasons in a row is because once we've got an injury you, you're putting in like square pegs and round holes trying to get by I uh, think both the past couple of seasons it's been that sort of period between kind of February early March where we've really missed the opportunities to take a top six and we've been one or two inches away from being like absolutely decimated play like mm-hmm. we've got versatile players like Ryan Flynn, uh, Richard Tate, but can only ask so much of them. And yeah, we're a couple of injuries or illnesses away from absolute bare bones, like playing the kids again. So uh, it's a pretty easy answer for me. The, the big squad, you can compete in multiple multiple fronts. You've got more chance of going deep in a cup, which I think is our kind of ultimate aim. So aye, get, get them all in, see what happens. I, I think... Even in, like it wasn't even just the last two seasons. I think it was the first season. Like the fact that we had to play. I mean, Ryan Flynn played right back for what, six or seven games. Paul McGinn played left back, centre half. We had to call up Scott Glover. Like there was a few. It was just like players playing. Cameron McPherson played a few games at right back as well. Like we were, we were think, all over um, the shop. I think Paul McGinn played every role in a back five. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I, like, I, you'd rather just have a bigger squad where I like, uh, like we said, like a few undroppable players, which is fine. Like every team should have that. Every every team does have a core of that. Like you see the Rangers, you see it Celtic. Like there's guys that don't get dropped. Like even Hibs Hearts, like guys that Suter, Beringham, Devlin, like they don't get dropped. And uh, you kind of model your team around them rather than kind of trying to have a smaller squad with more like Jack all trades that you need to have guys who are specialists in their position I think I think as well with the the football that we can kind of expect Robinson to play it's going to be more attacking and maybe more intense than Goodwin has done so it's going to require more physically like if you're asking a boy to run himself out in the ground maybe you will only get 70 minutes out of them and then you have to make a change so to have strength and depth where you can kind of continue that and switch formations even as and when needed. Um, I can only be a good thing. It's, I think, um, not again, not to just like throw shit at Jim Goodwin, but I, I think quite often there was a bit of a lack of plan B. And when plan A didn't work, we were absolutely fucked, just trying the same things, not working. So the more players we have, the more options we have, the more um, formations we can play. It's, uh, it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> Gary Williamson has asked, when we make a European spot this season, who is your ideal opponent slash destination? Fucking I just want to be a flight to get there. That's Aye. all I want. I Aye. just want to have to get my passport out. Mm-hmm. I've always said, like, if you're going to go to Europe, like, realistically, you're going to win it, are you? Like, we've got no chance of winning it. So I reckon you want the biggest team in it. Preferably like a warm country. Like imagine you were going to like I mean Hearts in the playoff round for the Europa League can get like the fourth place team in Spain. 
Like they can get some very decent trips. Like I think they can get like Sport and Lisbon as well. Yeah. Imagine getting one of them away from home. Like, be good. I imagine get... seeing St. Martin play at the Mestalla or something like that. It'd I know be... you might get <laughs> you might get absolutely road six or seven nil, but you're there for the experience. Aye, all I want is just to be steaming in like a town square and a St. Martin retro shirt. I don't care about like like you said, the game is by the by, it's the experience of of being a part of that and I just getting a, a strip at sunny trip. That's the that's even, dream. even like, I don't even think even Sun needs to be that. See if you got like a Belgian team or something like that where like, the mm. year's just outstanding or like you get a team in Hungary, like Hungary have these places called ruin bars that are literally like bars built into what said ruins and like fucking that'd be excellent. Just something like that. And then you go watch a football game but you're you're steaming in a square, eh? That's literally it. Or uh, Red just, Star Belgrade for a laugh. Or something fucking mental. Aye, wait, something wait, mental you yeah. need a little bit of fear in there. Just like, holy <laughs> fuck, I'm going to get stabbed, aren't I? Aye. Try and super, steal a drum super now. Super fans not coming home. <laughs> I get Watch um, a few guys who like to blur their trainers out try and steal a fucking drum or a flag. Aye. And come Aye. home in a coffin with the fucking corner Aye. of blood or some shit. Did they hang in Derek super fan upside down rather than flags? I think if someone went abroad somewhere like that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing that I think it was when Liverpool went to was it Ukraine when they won the Champions League when the final was in Kiev and like the Dynamo Kiev ultras uh, hung like a wee scouser upside down like he was a wee fish like they were just <laughs> um, I think you want one end of the spectrum or the other don't you you yeah. don't want you just don't want the, the kind of middle ground stuff you either want to go and play the biggest team in the nicest or strangest city mm. or you want sent out to some outpost mm. somewhere with like the worst team in the you want to you want go to and fly play Lincoln or, Red Imps or uh, something. You want to end up flying on a plane that was clearly an ex military thing. Something that you, <laughs> you, you feel like your life's at risk just getting there. You don't want fucking someone in Northern Ireland, which will be a decent trip, but it'll be disappointing. Yeah. Some fucking Welsh yeah. team Fucking Conakies, nomads, or whatever the fuck. Come uh, on, Motherwell going over to play Colrain and all that. You just it's, no, you that's a preseason tour. Yeah, for us, like you want, you want something a bit, a bit exciting. I love the all the stories about the Celtic fans getting the buses out to Azerbaijan when they, when they played Shakhtar Karagandy and and Almaty and, and all them. Um, I'm sure my, my boss told a story about a Celtic bus that was briefly in Iraq. <laughs> on its way to an away game because Fucking of the way the, board, hell, the way the borders worked out like sign, sign me up for that I'll take two weeks off working Aye. ten years off my life yeah. so, only thing I'll ever be envious of of the old firm is a European trip that is it yeah Scandinavia would be class right up to the top Fucking like, ice. Glimt or Tromso or something, one of the proper Arctic Circle lads. Getting lost steaming in a forest somewhere after the game and you just look up to the northern lights <laughs> A game Aye. in Iceland where it's just light the entire time and you can walk home at one in the morning. Bump into Mark I'd, like I'd even take like a half decent pre season friendly and then other pre season friendlies are like at home to fucking Hartlepool. Aye. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is actually Ireland official, the... by the way. That is happening now. But, uh, I've got an island trip, don't miss so. It's just unfortunate. I think July could be the most expensive month in my life and I can't afford to go. But. It's marching season for you, isn't it? The big ones. Oh, my grand, so yeah. <laughs> my grand will go there tomorrow. Spend a fortune on drum polish this time, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Robbie Collins again. If you could pick any St. Martin player coach to have a role in a movie, who are you picking and what movie are you picking? That's a good question, actually. I'd quite like uh, Jim Goodwin to be literally anyone that gets wrapped up in a puzzle in the movie. So, <laughs> uh, Jim Goodwin and snakes in a plane, and he's, hey. one, he's one of the snakes. I want to remake Basic Instinct with Joe Shaughnessy because of reasons <laughs> that I'm not going to go into. Just lift his eyebrows and then, <laughs> and then you get full sight of his centre half. <laughs> I'd like to see the. Did it say former or current? Yeah, yeah, or coach yeah. as well. Ga- Gary McKenzie is the Terminator. Give me your clothes, your boots, and bail money to get myself out of this regional prison. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some sort of like anti-police movie, like starring Paul McGowan, but I can't think it. I'm not clever enough to think that quickly. Or me, <laughs> or Sam. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Paul XLVII is back. Um, what's your big team? Wrong answers only. Irvin Meda. Uh, Mary Open goal, Broomhill. Open goal. So much history. Open goal, Broomhill. Do you think it's more embarrassing to be an open goal, Broomhill fan? A Caledonian Braves fan? Are they the uh, same thing? Uh, is, that your, is that your local mm. team, Sam? I think be. that technically would be them, them or maybe Hill, but I'd imagine Broomhill are closer. Is it more embarrassing to support them or Celtic B? Uh, Celtic B, probably, because I think Paul with them goes and watches them quite a lot. That See the fucking open goal Broomhill fucking toilet, man? That's going to be Coke heaven, isn't it? It's just going to be <laughs> so many fucking... Coked out their nut, guys. Middle-aged men, brown shoes. Fucking lowest ever uh, bar take for a night at the Hydro. That <laughs> everyone did their shopping outside. I think as well. Apparently, going to be playing on Friday nights as well. So, but that is just asking for trouble. Nah, but my, my big team are open goal from Hill. Unfortunately, for my sins. Uh, Mark McFadden. Asks, what superhero is most likely a Saints fan? It's a tough one. I should have done a bit of work for before we... Tell you what, man. Mark McFadden is an excellent contributor to this podcast. (laughs) Aside from the fact he fucking hates Jim Goodman, which is brilliant. (laughs) He always asks good questions. Daredevil's maybe a Superman fan because he's blind and doesn't have to watch it. I was going to say like uh, Deadpool because he's very self-referential knows and uh, like I'd imagine he'd be a big fan of Thomas Stickroff the way he's a big fan of George Michael same kind of hairstyle he's, he's a handsome man mm-hmm. see this is when I'm exposed for knowing absolute fuck all about superheroes do you not have a if superhero you gave tattoo? Me, if, no? if you gave no. me a million quid okay just check to put Fake on has. true or false for you being a superhero mm-hmm. fan Andrew I would have put it all on true it's actually yeah. staggered me that you don't know anything about that. <laughs> Craig's got an Iron Man tattoo, and he's not even here. Oh, I, I'm a I'm a big geek. To be fair, for that stuff. To be fair, I once upon a time read lots of comics, and they're all sitting in my cupboard, and like it's too far too hard to keep track of now. I reckon Bruce Banner probably 
Like we've got quite a lot of specky smart ass fans. They get uh, angry <laughs> over fucking literally nothing. But <laughs> but Bruce Banner, they're fucking tea. In fact, I reckon Bruce Banner probably would run a supporters bus if he was a Superman fan. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something about Groot and the fact that he can only say his name kind of shows the intelligence of some of our supporters. But <laughs> do you know I actually have a comic of um um. <laughs> It was a Rocket Raccoon comic, and the whole twenty odd pages, and I must be the sucker for buying it. Um, is Groot telling a story? So it's just lots Aye. of panels that say "I am Groot." <laughs> Fucking hell, man! Yeah, Marvel have got everybody by the balls. That's what I'm saying. In terms of um, in terms of absolutely ridiculous purchases, which you regret as soon as you've done them, that's up there with Kieran White buying two of our Alan Power t-shirts. I know. Do you know he came in the shop and I was like. I was like, you know, like when I called you out, I, I wasn't a hundred percent meaning that you didn't actually have to go by it. And he went, no, no, you held me, you held, you held me accountable. It's fine. Aye, good guy, good effort. Uh, yeah, he's, he's currently he's in LA, day. and um, and he took one. He took the t-shirt with him, so I expect photos. Good man. If if we're talking about Kieran White, also a good follow on TikTok. He's a busker. Mm-hmm. All right, very okay. very solid with the with the guitar playing Scottish tunes. I hope he's doing that in LA. Yeah. I hope he's out there playing Sam the Skull and all that nonsense. To fucking Ellie, who've got literally no idea what he's talking about. He's also a lover of Dasa's techno sex as well, so he always buys a few cans. Completely a man of culture. Um, Saints fan 2004. Second half of this question is an absolute mind blower. (laughs) If St. Martin start becoming a regular top four side, would you change your name from Misery Hunters? No, because. No, we'd find uh, something. Like, I mean, this is. Two seasons in a row have not been relegation candidates and we're still fucking moaning, so I'm sure it'll be a moan. Ooh, why can't we get a goal scorer that can score over 12 goals? Uh, my nah, says Dougie Sumner was a good footballer. Why don't, why, why don't Sunderland simply just sign a 20-goal-a-season striker? I know, it's, it's, it's so like, easy. It's not like Liverpool are just about to pay £100 million for a guy who's about to do exactly what people are asking for but nah fucking St Man on the budget of two fucking key strings and a tenner a week can bring in a 20 goal a season striker fuck off and a league that the top goal scorer last year was 13 goals we'll, we'll repeat that again because more people need to hear that fact before they start fucking writing on certain Facebook pages um, aye but Dougie Sumner aye but Dougie Sumner Dumbarton man there's a t-shirt. Superhero name. Well, a t-shirt that just says <laughs> I but Dougie something. Um, and the second part of this question is who is most likely on the panel to recreate Ronan V Hearts? Um now I'm not It's just like you try to describe a sloth running by the way. <laughs> I've looked at that sentence five times and I cannot work it out from one word to the next. Who well who's right footed? I'm right footed. So somewhere. I'm right footed, but I will say I have zero footballing ability. But that doesn't mean my lack of worldies that I have scored where I didn't mean them. I've hit many a goal into the top corner, which was genuinely a cross. <laughs> so <laughs> See, I'd think, probably say me on that. <laughs> I think a lot of uh, kind of Connor Ronan's worldies were just due to the fact that like he looks at he looks around, and sees what's on the picture and thinks, fuck that, I'm not passing this, I'll do it myself. Uh, In which case yeah, I'd back myself to maybe get lucky, but I, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm way down in the pecking order of this of this podcast. I, I, I appreciate that, but 
Yeah, I haven't I'll kicked play. a ball further than 10 yards since my teens. So, I mean, I, I have. Uh, I won't be signing myself up for that. Since the last time I played football, I have dislocated both knees. So, I have. And I have not kicked a ball since. So, I have no chance of. At the same time? No, no. They were like two years apart. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, two years apart. <laughs> you, were, you were marking Ilkay Dermis. Both times. Both... put a cross in and he turned it. <laughs> dislocated both knees. Both times not playing football or any sporting activity at all. Uh-huh. One time I went to walk one way and my knee decided, no. Nah. <laughs> and the other oh, time. And the I the was... second one, you were shagging Charlie Adam, weren't you? And it just popped. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that? I, I reckon. I, You're a goalkeeper. That's a mental question. That I, in the last, what, six games of the season I played, I was taking a leaf right out of Chris Smith's fucking goal kick books because I was shanking every goal kick I had out for a throw in at the side of the pitch like some of these were dreadful I mean the promotion season he was like our second top assist <laughs> well um, I, I mean by reading uh, Ronan versus Hearts we're assuming he means the goals well, he's most likely to create his straight red against Hearts in the, the me. I, I, I could do that Yeah, I, think I, we, can, I, think Sam, I, that. I can definitely see Sam two foot in Sunday. I had two foot. Uh, is it Gary McKay Stephen or was it Andy Halliday or am I just uh, Benny, Benny. McKay Stephen? Oh no, it was I don't really want to tackle Beningamini, but I would have um, I would have absolutely loved to have two footed Andy Halliday at hip height. Beningamini uh, um, is I, the noise you make when you do the two foot. It sounds like a good like That's a great dad joke. <laughs> no, it is. No, that's one of the Facebook page. <laughs> It just it sounds that's like a, a good thing to shout while you hit someone. <laughs> that's a Tony Black special. It sounds like a very like satisfying thing to say, no? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Beningham enemy that up in the <laughs> corner. I'm definitely I'm definitely taking the one that I'd be most likely to do his red. I'm a fucking horrible nasty bastard in tackles. <laughs> I know you're putting yourself down as well, Sam, but you're the only one, I think, out of the four of us who's absolutely guaranteed that he can kick a ball as far as Ronan <laughs> did when he scored. So I think you're most likely on both. And you're, uh, you're probably the only person out here that could last 90 minutes running about. <laughs> I mean, for I'm, I don't like I'm saying that myself. I'm not saying that for Andrew or Mark. They may be very athletic. I don't know. I've never seen them run. Nope. <laughs> I was uh, I was going to say I had a solid ninety seconds in, but even then, I think I'd be yeah. I'd be gassed. I've I've got more of a Charlie Adam fitness level. I've got kind of good ten fifteen seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Bob C. He's asked a few questions. Will we install a second screen for VAR? Probably no. Don't know. Uh, we don't, yeah, I don't think. Why would you put a second screen on? Uh, so what's that all? <laughs> will we sign Gogic? Probably not. No. Nah. Yes. I think sign. that's past. Fucking the, that the, the, the fact that I the fact that we're signing or nah, looking at signing just, the Belgian dude. I believe. I, in, just shut up. The freeze. Just fucking believe. I mean that guys. He's signing. I mean, it's it, Gogic is the should be the priority. Like, I'd be happy if we got him and made no more signings. But <laughs> so um, I think uh, I think if he if he was good, I don't know the kind of cynic in me thinks if he was going to sign, he'd have signed by now. Yeah. Well, Despite he's on another national duty. So uh, true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Leave him be. Um, why didn't we sign Isma? I mean, I think the pregnancy rate numbers and pays of the last time he was here was probably enough. Uh, is he far far away enough in Livingston for that not to catch up with him? No. I think he's been playing the division below Alex Grieve in New Zealand for mm. the last six years as well. So, uh, Will there be more new pie flavours next year? Yeah, I think there will be. Oh, yeah, they, so. they, do, they do a pie of the month. 
<laughs> and um, <laughs> the last question is can we get an all black third kit in honor of Alex Grieve and also it was the finest away kit back in the 90s well try an all black away kit you can kit motherfucker <laughs> I think you'll be very pleasantly surprised by this season's away kit that's all hashtag uh, Scott Burns <laughs> I suggest you get a better source <laughs> I love that he said that to us when we had like the best source like possible with that situation. I don't mean to talk out of school and give sources away, but Scott Burns phoned me and told me it was an all-black awaker. Speaking about Scott Burns, he thinks that Jack Ross is going to be the the United manager. Why? I can't course away to Croatia or something, isn't it? Has he been reading my WhatsApp? That's a weird one. Ray Jekka, Ray Jekka, fucking no idea how oh, to say that. I didn't realise you spoke Croatian, so. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, um, Herbie Cena, Cena? Herbie, I can't even speak anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking for an hour, rightly now. I've had no dinner and I drank a beer. Um, Herbie Senior, who'd win, which this is Robbie Herbison's dad, by the way, uh, who'd win in a drunken bar brawl between Robbo Goody and Jack Ross. I'd have Robbo on this. See, I think Robbo can go. Like he's got that like sort of wee man mm-hmm. like, that can got, fucking go a wee bit. Aye. He's got marching strength. And I think, <laughs> and I think <laughs> Goody's main hard man power came from the fact that he was bald, but now he's got hair. I don't think he's as hard as he as we thought he See, was. See, I think they were all they were all quite hard in their day, but if we're talking drunken barbaros, I think they're all a bit kind of smart shoes in a wine barn now to be indulging yeah, in true. that kind of. Well, so I think the answer is Davy Martindale. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Jack I, Ross is is kind of Randall from Recess. <laughs> in that scenario, he's he's away grassing into Willie Collum in the next uh, in the next pub about what's happening. I reckon to get Jack Ross out of the fight, you throw whatever brightly coloured drink is closest to you towards his beige light blue blazer that he's probably wearing I'll just chuck a 20 pound note out the door and watch him follow it in fact aye, that's what you do Robbo just chucks 20 quid on the floor Goody and Jack Ross knock themselves out um, I'm just going to start quick firing for this because we've not got many left but we are over an hour um, Ray England who would win in a fight Curtis Main or Peter Arminsky I mean, you've got to back this, yeah. the, the, this like that sort of area. Like, if you've seen the movie Rock and Roller, these guys have been through some shit. <laughs> I think Peter Minsky's got the kind of face that it's the last thing you see before you wake up as part of a human centipede. He's got <laughs> there's madness in those eyes. Like he's okay. He looks like the one of those boys that does MMA in full knight's armor on YouTube. Cut, cut this man's got the vanity muscles, but Peter Minsky's get the just get the madness. Uh, Peter Aminsky runs and he goes on like a bike in the, tra- in the gym and there's like a fucking big sword moving about. You're like, what is that guy training for? A sword that he brings from home. <laughs> <laughs> all those videos that were kicking about of the farmers and like um, Mario Paul and all that who were just picking up landmines with their bare hands and chucking them off to the side of the road. Aminsky's got that kind of mad look in him. He's, he's the what's the what's the goalie and uh, the mean machine called? Oh, the monk, the monk, the monk, the monk guy. Minsky's kind of get that about him. I, I would, 
I would back Arminsky to get to the Hearts player in the centre circle quicker than Conor Ronan did <laughs> if he wanted to. Um, <laughs> God, I was going to say we'll try and quick fire these, but this seems like quite a long question. Andy Masson? This is the shortest question ever, by the way. Aye. If they Someone st- answered it on Twitter. Oh, did they? I don't even know. If they stayed... Oh, because I said Alex Ferguson. <laughs> if they had stayed until being, um, until being sacked or retired, which of our previous managers would have had the most success with us and why? But would Sir Alex have been successful with St. Martin? Of course he fucking would have been the best manager <laughs> oh, ever. The, oh, the best manager of all time. And he'd already got us the third league. I, no, I'd have been shite. We'd have been... <laughs> We'd have been back down Try to create some that. sort of debate here. Come on, someone. Tommy, Tommy Craig. Try to play devil's advocate, Tommy Craig. <laughs> Tommy Craig. We'd have a hundred percent percent one league two if we kept uh, Tommy Craig in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Would have won the Lowland League at some point. Uh, Jack LFC. Would you rather ha- shouty women is inducted to the Billy Mehmet Hall of Fame or have to sit in front of her for a full season? I mean, Fucking we have we have just... a notable villain area, so. I think she goes in for cult hero personally. Uh, there's a soundproofed booth in the the Billy Mehmet Hall of Fame, so we might be alright. Uh, if you want to know what the Billy Mehmet Hall of Fame is, like you know the collector from like Guardians of the Galaxy, it's, it's like that. You will also find Howard the Duck in there. Um, this is and even... Stevie Thompson. <laughs> is that where he's off to now? That sounds like more comic book shite to me. <laughs> he, he secretly <laughs> loves it. That's the thing. He's just kidding on. He's like, this is my moment to be cool. Uh, um, Kevin Finnerty I mean this isn't even a question is it it just says Andrew's, Andrew Christie's opinion on Alex Gogic never pulling up his so- um, socks to his knees my god that is annoying it's a statement well, this is my mate Sean so hi Sean but um, I, he's Sopranos fan. I feel like uh, Gogic is like the quintessential cult player and cult players need, need a wee bit of that like you've got Edgar David's glasses. You've got um, that uh, hungry keeper that used to always wear the grey joggies. Was it Kerali? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Patrick Vieira with that the mad uh, Vicks vapor rubbing his chest. Like cult players have little little quirks, and Gogic is a cult player. So I go for it. Looks cool. Cool. Nice shins. Gabber Kerali. Somebody else speak. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I want to talk about Gabber Kerali for us. Long as possible. What a man. The only professional footballer ever to have an endorsement deal with Lonsdale Jobby Catchers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last question. Callum Armstrong. Best player you've seen play against the Saints outside the old firm? I mean, were any, were any uh, of you at the Newcastle yeah. friendly? I was, yeah. Papi Cissé in that game mm-hmm. honestly uh, it looked like oh. our name. That was unreal. I would say David Villa, even though Jim Goodwood did not make him. So. Uh, that's true. I forgot I I'd think, seen David Villa. <laughs> I think uh, Callum Armstrong's kind of answered that for me in the question where he references Eremenko. That's probably the best. See, when I was working for Some of the best performances I've seen against us. I had a guy who was um, a football agent. I can't remember his name. And he gave me his phone to get his contacts over to another phone. And his top contact was... Alexei Eremenko and I very very nearly was like should I just break all data protection laws here and write down this number <laughs> um, but I didn't you're Armstrong it's like a good shout for when he was at the United like, like, yeah. I was at the uh, the Tommy Gravison hat trick game no, I need to give Tommy Gravison a bit of a 
I mean, yeah. see when we were Real Madrid's midfield to yeah. when we played when we were in the first division and we played Celtic in the cup. Henrik Larson had an absolute great game that time, but it was it it would have been overshadowed by Martin Cameron. Oh yeah, you said old for my sorry. Yeah, Henrik Larson is my uh, overall answer, uh, but I would say old for. But Mark, Martin Cameron in that game, if he didn't go off injured, we would have won that game. And that's that's a fact. Um, I I don't I'm trying to think. I would say old for. Pro, I, pro, I would say David Villa. I mean, that seems like a cop out. Uh, um, <laughs> That Dundee United team that had Armstrong, Robertson, Gold, Chief Chief for that short period where he was an absolute yeah. world beater, and Mackay Stephen, all of them were were ridiculous for quite a short space of time. I mean, Marco Hara when he played against, um, against us with Motherwell, and now he's with us. Aye, so. there was one game where Marco Hara absolutely ruined us mm-hmm. at, um, in Paisley, wasn't there? Aye. Turnbull as well, actually, in that that evening game that 3-0 Turnbull was just ridiculous Aye, he was playing uh, for Motherwell at the time so I'm, I'm counting that yeah. uh, any more for, did any other questions come in after that that was the last one I've got I don't no. think so uh, the last thing in my mentions is Simeon Jackson oh yeah there was a question oh, yeah, Saints yeah, have question, a last yeah. minute, <laughs> minute of this last minute penalty at 0-0 in a cup final you can choose any player from the last 10 years to take the kick but Jamie McGrath is sitting on the bench at Wigan who's stepping there's, up there's a right answer for this and it's I, I, I actually get slaughtered for this off of somebody not that long I think it was one of my pals I genuinely think the best penalty taker I've ever seen for like Burner in Scotland is Kenny McLean like hmm. he absolutely fucking lasers penalties into the corner for the club and country like, I, I, I'd, have, I'd have him on it every day of the week man I know we had John Sutton later on in his career within the 10 year period um, I don't really remember him taking penalties within the last 10 years but when the other side of that 10 year mark I don't ever remember him missing a penalty for us I remember him scoring one against Rangers as well I'd have, a, I'd have Tony Andre the only thing he's good at. Wow, he was fucking bad at penalties. I can't they're not remember. absolutely. They're not Simeon Jackson one over the bar. He fucked so he one did. over the he bar did. against Motherwell in that shootout before each game, and then maybe like a month previous, we had a chance to equalise against Aberdeen oh, in the yeah. last minute, and he arrowed it straight at Joe Lewis. I always thought Stevie Thompson would be a better penalty taker, but I think he missed every one he took for us. He was an he missed, absolutely missed one at Ibrox, penalty he? taker. Uh-huh. He missed one at Dunfermline as well. He might, uh, and you could tell he, he scored one the week before. I get the week before he played Rangers, and he missed that one. He scored one against Berwick, but then like the season before, I think like three of his five goals were penalties. But you could just tell every time he went up to hit the ball, he didn't look like a footballer. Mm-hmm. Look, for a guy who is as good a striker as he was for us, like his technique was absolutely shite when it came to penalties. Who scored in the Dundee United playoff? Steve McGinn? Mm-hmm. No, Danny Mullen. Danny Mullen. No, the penalty. Paul McGinn. Pepescu. Paul McGinn, Pepescu, Muzek missed. Really hit. Yeah, we only... They missed, nah. they missed every one of those, so we wouldn't have taken... We'd have to have scored three. Aye. Who was the other one? Uh... Fuck, that's a, that would have been a great game. 
I'll draw that down for whenever the Hall of Fame dies on its ass. Famous famous penalty shootouts with Sam Smith. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we'll call it that. Uh, Miseryhunters.co.uk, you can go buy merch and all that from there. I'm sure we'll have another t-shirt planned at some point. Um, So keep your eyes out for that. Um, And, you know, I'm going to end it with uh, Fuck Sam Smith. Oh, Fuck Lorraine and Kelly. <laughs> fuck Dougie Sumner. Oof. Uh, fuck Alex Ray. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.